Hello, guys. Welcome back to another edition of the Strongman Podcast Winter Circle, where we have a our host, co-host, Anthony Furman, and Good our dog. guest of Matthew McKeegan. If you guys don't know Matthew, he took second at World Strong, second at the Clash of the Coast World Strongest Man Championships, uh, fourth at World Strongest Man 105 kilo last year. Uh, prior to that, he went on a streak of 13, a 13 contest win streak um, around the UK. He's the owner of MK Fitness and Strength. He's the Irish juggernaut. He is Matthew McKeegan. Welcome, oh, Matthew. What an intro. Oh. Uh, hello, and thanks for having me. Hey, man. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, we really we want to get the best of the best here, the guys that show consistency winning in the sport and in life. So thank you for joining us, man. I mean, we're, I'm excited to have you, if you can't tell. Yeah, I'm excited. I can see, I can see that. <laughs> and Anthony, tell the, the people why we call him the Irish juggernaut. We call him the Irish juggernaut because this man will go through a brick wall if he has to, and he's Irish. Is that why? Yeah. Well, That's from a good nickname. When, we were, when we were announcing um, the Jersey Clash, as the events went on, like the dumbbell and the deadlift, he kept getting faster and slower. Oh, yeah, yeah, it that's like it. As momentum went on, he picked up steam and was just his best at the yeah, end. Yeah, and the every, end yeah you picked seconds. up more momentum. You were more unstoppable the moment momentum you picked up. That's why we called you that. Ah, good good memory, yeah. Gabby. <laughs> I don't forget things. Yeah. Um, so, Matthew, let's start off the basics. Tell us about your superhero origin story and how you obtained your superpowers. Uh, or, or just tell us how you start. He's like, he's like, I just found out I was a superhero. Calm down. <laughs> or just tell us how you how you got your start in strongman. Uh, well, I, I was I was a bodybuilder for like six or seven years, and then the guy that like the guy that organized all the bodybuilding shows in Ireland, Dave Warner. I don't know if you know Dave. Dave competed at World's Strongest Man. He's involved at OST and Giant Slides. Nice guy. But uh, I was in his gym training one day and he seen me deadlifting 300 kilos. And I was like, did you just deadlift 300 kilos? And I was like, yeah, he said, you should try strongman. And obviously at the time I was totally unaware of weight classes. So I just pictured Brian Shaw and Thor and all these guys. And I was like, I can't be strongman, I'm fucking tiny. And he's like, trust me, you'll be good at strongman. And he entered me for this beginner comp. It was like two weeks later down in Cork. Uh, it put me through like one stupid training session for like an hour like show me how to lift an axle, show me how to use farmers. Never did stones, and I went to the competition and I won. Uh, and then, like six months later, I did a max deadlift competition and broke the Irish record for 105. And I was like, "Well, that must be quite strong." And that was that was that then. <laughs> I just stuck at it. So, what when we're talking about like when when Dave told you like you'd be good at this, don't worry, and you didn't know about the weight classes. Like, what year was that? <clears throat> Ooh. Four four years ago, maybe four years ago, yeah, so 2018. 20, 2018 around then, yeah. So, but, but recent... even then, even then, it was more like a like, like deadlifting because I was always like even even when I started going to the gym when I was like oh man like eight like ten years ago, I could deadlift like fucking five to the side as you'd say in the bodybuilding days, like two twenty kilos for reps within like six months, uh, and that takes some guys years. It was it was just strong, but obviously. I didn't even know what strong was back then. I didn't know what strong meant compared to the, the shit none we of, do now. Yeah, none of us do, man. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then when you say strong man, automatically everybody just pictures the big massive guys. Uh, obviously, it's changing more so now. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I didn't think it was anything I would ever be capable of doing. And then even like two or three years ago, like obviously I would have seen, obviously you at the time, Furman, you were the main man. 
so then your Instagram, look at the shit you've been lifting. I'm like, how the fuck am I ever going to get that strong? <laughs> and then here I am. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a cycle, man. It's a cycle of life. You know, like the Lion King shit. Yeah. Cool. Um, but coming off, of course, a big podium, uh, give us some insight on your training leading up to Clash. Uh, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Well, obviously in uh, Jersey, usually I would stay quite conditioned year-round. Like, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily unfit. Uh, but then OSG was obviously a three-day comp. I think the comp I had before that was UK Strongest Man over here in the open weight category, which was three days. And then, what was before that? The comps before that were very slow-paced. So I went to Jersey, and the American guys, as you know, these are all very conditioned, very fit. Uh, and it, it, really, it really caught me off guard in Jersey. Like, after the, like the deadlift as well, maybe out of... I'm going to blame Laws for this. Out of Laws' arrogance, not mine. Uh, he, he didn't think anybody would like, hang around with me in the deadlift. So we only trained for like sets of six and eight. And then Jeff Lee did, what did Jeff do? Like fucking 12 reps or 13 reps. And I was like, fuck me. Uh, and I did 13. And I would see after I did those 13 reps, that, that really, I, did, I didn't, the central nervous system did not recover at all. Uh, and then I made the mistake on the farmers. So the focus for class then was just conditioning and moving. So we trained moving events three days a week. I did a conditioning session with the boxing coach once a week. Uh, and I just focused on mid-release. Because I know statically I'm very, very strong. Uh, so it was just it was just working and moving well with implements and being fit, and it worked well because all the moving events I won them all, so it paid off. Yeah, man, I can say the seeing the difference in a, just a few months' time, like seeing you live in Jersey and live at Clash was night and day difference, man. You came with a fucking package to Clash. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've always been that way since I started doing strongman. Like I used to be shy at yoke, I used to be at log. Like anything I was bad at, I would just train it over and over and over again until, uh, not even until I was decent at it, until I was the best at it. Because there was a few guys at the start in Ireland when I first were like this. Imagine this fucking bodybuilder guy coming on the scene and being in the deadlift more than all the strong men with their suits and shit. Because my first, when I broke that record, it was just in some wee shitty bodybuilding belt. The straps were barely, barely holding together. Uh, and I was like 100 kilos. So these, the, the, the strong men, the community didn't really accept me with open arms initially. Uh, it was this pretty boy bodybuilder, uh, and one of the guys said, "Like all you could do is deadlift." And I was like, "Cause I was so shy at log." And I was like, "No what? Fuck you!" And a year later, I broke the log record for Ireland. I've got the British dumbbell record now, uh, and I'm, I would say I'm quite well rounded. I, I everyone always calls me a deadlift specialist, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I never wanted to be remembered as just being good at deadlifting. And I think now I'm finally on a place. Class proves it. Where I'm, I'm good at pretty much everything. I think I'm not, I'm not terrible at anything. Yeah, I think, I think that. I think podiuming at Clash, nobody can ever, ever say that you're not a well-rounded athlete. It's just by nature of the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you have less than shy of 20 implements you had to train and be an expert for. Yeah, it's like the definition of like well-rounded. Yeah, yeah apart from not squat, fuck not squat. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying forever. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so kind of, my, of course, my next question is another class-related uh, question. Um, so your last three shows were in America. Um, what have you learned in order to kind of peak your best when traveling overseas and traveling through different time zones? Yeah, so <clears throat> Florida, when we, when we went to Florida for OSC, me and my wife went really early because it was our honeymoon. So like the, the whole jet lag thing, 
I, I didn't impact me as such because we were there for like five days. So the time we competed, uh, I was well settled in. And that was essentially where I went to New Jersey. Uh, it, was, it was just like a warm-up comp to really to see how my body would adapt to the, the jet lag and how many days it would need. And I came to Jersey two days before we competed, so like the day before weigh-in, and that was way too early uh, because or way too late because the day we competed, I was awake from like 3 a.m. Uh, because the body clock just hadn't reset. So the time we competed, I was like, uh, and like I had a full day of work done on my laptop and this and that. So uh, I realized with Carolina, I needed like a day earlier, uh, and then I have a nutritional coach. So I just fed back to him, like what went well, what didn't went well, what challenges we met with food, like what food I could take on the plane, even, even down to things like getting to America. Like obviously the your meats and your foods are different to what we have, even down to sodium levels small things when you're cutting weight uh, yeah. and then when you're rehydrating and then obviously I got to Carolina and I thought the suitcase could take away so I had no food at all mm-hmm. uh, so geez, man, I, I can't even fuck I learned anything from the South Carolina because the whole suitcase thing uh, just the only thing being was the, the, the time I think I think when you're weighing in and you're competing you need two full days because uh, you are five hours behind so like essentially when I left Ireland I was awake at the time I got to Carolina for like 30 hours. Uh, and then getting getting to Carolina or anywhere in America and then trying to get your body clock to adapt and actually sleep, go to sleep at like 9 or 10. Because the first day I arrived in New Jersey, I, think I, I tried so hard to stay awake. I arrived at like 11 a.m., ended up falling asleep at 4, four in the afternoon and woke yeah. up at like 2 a.m. So that was the week of fuck. <laughs> uh, but Carolina, the flight time suited better. Got some melatonin, some other sleep products. And uh, yeah. It's just time managing your time well and getting there early enough. Mm. So, so you think, for instance, if if weigh-ins are on a Thursday, you should be there on Tuesday. You should be there on Tuesday, one hundred percent. And again, such a long flight that the it depends how experienced or inexperienced you are as well with cutting weight. Uh, obviously, I've cut weight now like fuck twenty five or thirty times, uh, and I, I'm quite light. I walk around like 107, 108. So cutting weight's really easy for me. So if you're coming to America and you've got like six or seven kilos to cut, fuck me, you need you need two days uh, because you, you don't really know how the flight might affect your body weight, uh, what access to food you're going to have, the water. So all, all those things play a play a really big role uh, for a one of five guy. Mm. Yeah, very true. That's some good wisdom there. Everyone watching right now. Anything uh, to, anything even to... even like your even like your supplementation. Uh, making sure you pack all that shit. Pack, 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 and impor- pack. What's important? The most important shit. Instead of taking fucking fancy clothes, fancy this and that. Always your supplements and your foods should go everywhere with you. Uh, because again, if you get to America and man, the restaurants could be just fast food or shitty food. And if you're cutting weight, you, you need to know what's going. Hey, to be wait running. a minute. Hold on now, now, sir, sir. Are you here saying that <laughs> in America we have shitty food and fast food? And that's it. I, I said F, F the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Say Jersey Mike's is delicious, so don't go there. <laughs> I, I got a good one for you, uh, Matthew, and then Anthony. Let's let's keep him on track. So, with all the guys you competed with at Clash, who do you believe what you have to watch out for in one year, three years, and in five years? Ooh. Uh, well, so obviously, the, the, in the in the in the immediate year, who you who you got? Next year, who's your biggest threat next year? 
this this year coming and next year obviously Isaac Isaac was uh, Isaac was brilliant. Although he definitely had a lot of weaknesses, uh, not a lot. Like the dumbbell, for example, was a terrible event for him for a winner. Uh, but Isaac was very well rounded. He was very calm, very collected. Just just a, a really good professional athlete. Uh, he was he was very good. Uh, and then the uh, I still have PTSD from that storm because as soon as he came out, he just threw the thing back and like three seconds. I was like, "Fuck me!" And oh, yeah, I'm, we I'm saw aware, it. That's I, good TV. I, I, w- I would very much, I would very much have liked to go head to head with Isaac fresh on a stone to see how far we could have went because obviously we're both very good but yeah I, Isaac Isaac was Isaac and but before I came to class I, I, obviously I didn't know who Isaac was uh, I didn't know he'd be second or strongest man uh, he's not mad busy on social media or whatever so uh, I, Isaac's Isaac's the main man at the minute obviously along with yourself. Mr. Right. Oh, it, it, whenever I whenever I come back, right now I'm a ha- I'm a husband. All right, in three years, <laughs> in three years, who you think is going to be giving you a run for your money? Uh, my client, Nick Hine, definitely Nick. Cool. Yeah, now, yeah, I think I I think Nick might give you a run for your money next year, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> in three years, it's just, definitely. It's just mentally. Yeah, keeping keeping Nick on track mentally is the hard. No, but thing. I think I think within three uh, years he's going to win a very big competition. Oh, for sure. If if, if he can just keep his head stable, he's, he's uh Clash is on his third ever competition, which is yeah, insane. That's crazy. Uh, it, it just comes with experience because when they changed the groups, like when they changed the groups, my group was hard, but even at that, I didn't care. And and Nick was like, "Man, did you use my group? My group's changed." I was like, "Man, fuck up." Focus on you. You are very, very good. It doesn't matter who's in your group. Just focus on you. He just needs to believe in himself more. We need to use that as a clip because every competitor needs to fucking hear what he just said. Stop whining about groups. Uh, so, how much? We're like 18 minutes in. All right. There you go. Matthew's <laughs> message to, to cry babies. Yeah. All so right. Even, even, no, even before competitions and guys scrolling on Instagram, finding people, oh my God, he's, he's competing against me. I never do that. I do not care who's there. That's the proper attitude. You can't, you can't care. No, it literally doesn't matter who's there. If you perform, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. End of the day. I love that. I love that. So five years from now, though. So let's go five years. Five. So let's let's say it's a guy that maybe didn't make the finals this year at Clash. One of those guys, gentlemen. That's, you know, five five years from now. Where they, anybody you talked to that had a good attitude? What I maybe come across is biased because I used to coach him for nutrition and then laws coaches him. But Ollie, Ollie Clark. Uh, all all has a lot of potential. He's so young. Yeah. Always in like 21, 22. Uh, and so statically, he is so strong. I think he just get really nervous at clash, and then obviously he passed out with the the electrolyte imbalance and stuff. So just just with more experience, he's got a great coach, obviously. Um, and he's got business wise. I've worked with all the business wise. He's, he's in a good position business wise, like financially, where he can commit to training. Supplementation, coaching. Yeah. So I think always, always in a good position now, where it can really like strongman can be like a hobby, but but it can be a hobby that can take very far because he doesn't have to worry and stress about being employed or work or whatever. So if you're self-employed like he is, it's a it's a good spot to be in. So I think uh, I, I'm not even biased because he's my friend, but I just think he's got massive potential to be very very good in a few years' time, especially if he's only 21. Yeah. Strong. Okay. I, I, I can agree with that. And I also agree. Everyone should be self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Hell yeah. Well, great answer. So keep your eye out for Isaac Hine and Ollie Clark. Ollie Clark. Ollie, don't call it a heart attack, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> he did not like him. You called it a heart attack. <laughs> you said, oh, you said that on air? I, uh, we, yeah, we, no, we, yeah, we talked about it on air. I think we mentioned heart attack. And the, he... <laughs> awesome. Tell how it is. His right. girlfriend was very, very concerned. It was, uh, I was actually frightened in five minutes when I seen his muscles. She was, she was, she was scared. I was, I was terrified. That, that was, thank, also, big shout out. If any of you were watching Hilton Head EMS, they were hot shit on it. They got there real quick and took care of this situation. It was amazing. Yeah. But that's, that's, what, that's why you're always encouraged to do big shows, just so you can always be in that situation. Um, so you mentioned a little bit in your, of course, in your, um, origin story, you were, you're telling us a little bit about, um, when of course things got real, but like, when did you, what moment did you realize your potential in the sport? Was it a certain lift? Was it a certain contest or was it something gradual? Um, I think there was a, yeah, Dave again, Dave Warner's, there was a, an open weight competition in Scotland at the Highland Games. Uh, and Dave had text to say he needed an all Irish lad to go and represent Ireland for part of the Celtic Games. And I was like, right, okay, I'm just getting sent to make up numbers here. Had they even trained for it, it was like a week out. And I, I was totally unaware that it was the actual official Highland Games. It was TV. So me and my wife arrived to this arena or field in Scotland, and there's like 30,000 people there. And I rang Dave. I said, Dave, what the fuck have you sent me to? I haven't even trained for this. I'm the smallest person here. I am fucked. And he says, Matt, you'll be fine. Just go and enjoy it. I'm not a bit. And there's a couple of pros competed at John Pollock. Uh, uh, I feel our Scottish guys, Ryan Reed, some really strong open class competitors. And bear in mind, I didn't train for this. I just went to have fun. Uh, and Dave says, you'd won a few pounds if you, if you did well. I ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, and then the mayor of Glasgow handed me like a, an envelope at the end of it. And there was like a few thousand quid on it. Uh, it was my first time getting paid. And I was like, I just beat people I used to watch on TV. And I got paid. And I didn't even train for it. I, was like, I must actually be quite good at this. <laughs> and uh, I think that was probably the defining moment. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start taking this seriously. Do you know what I mean? What a cool what a cool story. That's, that's one of the cooler ones I've heard. You, you cleaned house. Yeah, got to yeah, pay a few quid for it. Hell, yeah. And I, I think, I think what I learned from that as well, and it's what I was talking about now. The all, even to myself and to my clients, like I went there with no pressure. I had so much fun competing. I enjoyed it. Whereas comps before that, I had went to and put mad pressure on myself. Didn't enjoy prepping for it. Didn't enjoy any of it. Came second when Tom cried and was fucking furious. So it's, I, I think if you try and focus on enjoying competing and enjoying prepping for it obviously it's going to be hard in these days you're not going to enjoy it at all but for the in the grand scheme of things you need to just look back and remember why you started doing it the first place uh, I think that was a big lesson I learned that weekend is just enjoy competing and have fun when you're doing it be serious and be professional but enjoy it and embrace it and you'll perform better I think sometimes if you put too much stress on yourself especially when you start competing for money and whatnot uh, the, the enjoyment can disappear very fast the only question I have after that whole thing is, what the fuck is a quid, anyways? A, a, a pound, a pound, one a pound. pound. Okay, a so quid a quid is a pound. Yeah. What is a pound? 
English dollar, English money. One pound though, so one pound about one dollar twenty, I think. Okay, so but that is like your dollar though, like your main like. Yeah, that's that's our okay. like currency. Yeah, All right, currency, so a yeah. pound is your main currency, and a quid is like a slang term for it. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. thank finally after all these fucking guy Richie movies I watched. <laughs> I knew that cuz I'm well cultured, Anthony. I'm trying to be, but I have an American flag tank top and a mustache, so I'm learning, all right? Uh, but but that was, that was a that was a really cool story and, and especially going with like the expectations, I appreciate. Yeah, very good that. wisdom at the end there. All right. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going with fill in the blank and explain your answer why. Guys that win strongman contests are blank. Crazy. Ooh. Crazy. Okay. Why are they crazy? Anybody that does strongman is a little bit crazy to begin with. But the, the tech order has the one and be really good. You have to be, you have to be different and a bit crazy uh, to really go beyond the point of where everyone else is the one to go. Uh, like if you get injured and continue on, if you pass out, get back up and keep going. Uh, and just to have that, that mindset of the juggernaut, don't ever give up and just keep fucking going. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he likes it. He likes it, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's, that's the one, that's the one nickname I think I got right. I've been, I've been trying to push slick Nate bowling. I think that's been going, you don't like slick Nate. No, it sounds really weird and gross. But just, he's like <laughs> Texas, and then and then Michael Connor doesn't like the nickname I gave him. So Iron Mike, no, Dirty Mike. In the dirty, what about what about Iron Mike? Mike? It's I, Iron Mike is better. Iron Mike, <laughs> but yeah, the Irish juggernaut Iron Mike. Oh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make we're note of these. We're still open to suggestions for Nate and Michael Connor. So if you want to comment your in the in the comments, what's Please, your favorite nickname? Give us the best names. We we can't go with Slick Nate or Slick Rick or what? Would you call him Slick Nate Bowling? Slick Nate Bowling. That can't stand. We have to have a new name. All right, sorry, sorry, Nate. Uh, all right, so Dirty Mike sounds like some sort of porn star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a porn star, like a, a porn star that's not actually in movies. <laughs> All right, another fill in the blank, and then explain your answer why. Guys that don't win strongman contests are blank. Losers? I don't know. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is the most direct answer you could give. Yeah, well, that's, I guess that's, uh, that's a no explanation a, needed. Hey. I'm a I'm a loser. I came second, so you know, first loser. Yeah. All right. You didn't. Nick was not expecting that. I did not. All right. Um, so of course, some like kind of like original questions. Um, so so you started getting into kind of strongman and even like strength sports. But who were some of your favorite guys to look up to when you started? I know you mentioned you were mentioning yeah. Anthony because he was the staple in the U.S. for a little bit, but uh, yeah, other good number one, yeah, me number one till twenty eighteen. Yeah, well, <laughs> as a, as a, uh, there's obviously open guys, but everyone has open guys they look up to. So maybe try to avoid them. Obviously, you could be users like Thor. I always really like Thor, uh, Kieliszkowski. Those are my those are my two real favorites, Thor and Kieliszkowski. Uh, but then as as a one hundred five, like obviously when I started. Competing at 105, obviously, Anthony, yourself, uh, Zuri from Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say you two were the, the, the main two. It was only obviously that, like last year when I started to get good, I became aware of you were Camby, and obviously you were the main man last year at Clash and whatever else. So I'd say Furman, yourself, and then Zuri, you were the two 
two guys on social media because you had obviously won OSG and then twice and then Jury Jury just dominated Europe for so long with all the ultimate strongman comps uh, like he dominated all of them and there was there's actually a few times in 2020 they were supposed to compete together in Ukraine Czech Republic and COVID fucked it all mm. uh, and then it was supposed to come to Arnold UK last year for the log and deadlift and uh, I, I think he's injured I think he's still injured I think he got a, quite a serious back injury he had a maybe a surgery or something he was saying um, yeah he's banged up so, that's, yeah. that's one of the so, biggest regrets I have mm-hmm. is uh, in summer 19 I was supposed to go do the all the world championships in Europe at the, that was right after I won the OSG and I turned it down to do the Arnold pro heavyweight circuit, which ended up fucking my knee up yeah. even worse. But I really wish looking yeah. back, I really wish I would have done that that summer. So I could have swept, you know, the whole thing. The guys in Europe as well seem to put on like a really good show. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Valeri, Valeri, the Ukrainian mm. guy. Yes. Uh, everyone gets flew out. You get, you get looked after very well. Uh, and plus you're getting to see some beautiful places in, in Europe. I think that's a, that's a, that's a really good thing I enjoy yeah. about. I've heard nothing but great things about. Places. Yeah. Um, so next question. So, in your opinion, who are some overrated strong strong men in the heavyweight circuit? Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this is going to get spicy. <laughs> you can say Paul uh, Dwyer because he's, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. I don't like this question. <laughs> um, we demand the truth. There's only one person we're wait, we're looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you might get a different name than I give you, but I think... He has to think about it. There's so many. No, no. There, there's so many, but there, there, there's one here in the UK, and I like him, and he's going to be good, but Andrew Black, Andy Black, the big Scottish lad... Uh, oh, I that's the guy that got the world's yeah. invite. Everyone was all mad about. Yeah. Uh, again, I like Andy. He's uh, he's got great potential, but he's just fucking massive. He's just a big, huge guy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't statically. His his overhead. There's so many weaknesses there for for him to get the call up ahead of someone like Paul Smith. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say he's, he's not a good strongman because he is. He's done very well, but uh, yeah. If I could pick one in the UK, anyway, I don't follow the whole open strongman scene that much. Believe it or not, I don't. I don't watch strongman a lot. I fucking love I just it. Look at the one I love that so much. I just look at the one hundred five guys because that's who I'm going to compete against. So I don't really care about the open guys. Obviously, I watch Giants Life comps. So because of Christmas, it all gets televised here. Yeah. I obviously follow World Strongest Man. I watch Rogue, but I've got my favorite guys. Like I watch follow the Stoltmans, Kishkovsky, Thor doesn't do it anymore. But see, see, apart from the Stoltmans and Big Laws, I do not watch any of it, <laughs> honestly. So, so I'll answer. I, I have a question. Yeah, Anthony, take it away. So, yeah. Matt, so, you know, you travel a decent amount to compete and everything. Mm. Bidet or no bidet? Yeah, no bidet. <laughs> you're a, you're a European, you don't like no, you don't like bidets, huh? <laughs> See, I fucking love them. <laughs> I wish we had them more over here. That was weird. I thought you were going to say you—you you must be a weirdo. No, they're just not mind. a thing here. They're oh, not, it's they're not a thing here at all. Oh, they're not a thing in uh, the UK or just Ireland. Uh, in Ireland or the UK? No. Well, uh, no, no. Or really? the European thing. Oh, that's right. You guys exited the European Union, didn't you? 
It's the whole day of the bidets. Right, well, <laughs> they got rid of the bidets. It's yeah. <laughs> part of the Brexit. Them all out. It's like a white, but uh, yeah, and, and Ireland were sort of, yeah, Ireland's a lot okay. different to the, the UK and the rest of Europe. I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, well, no, no bidet. Simple answer. <laughs> all right, all right, I see. Um, let, let's let's plug in Big Lows a little bit. Um, I know Big Lows. Did you say just say Big Lows? Big Lows. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, his new nickname, Big Lows. Lows. <laughs> so, so Lawrence. Um, so how how has he passed down his knowledge of competing at high level shows uh, down to you? Like for instance, like is, does he does he kind of does he discuss that in his coaching or like how's he be able to pass down some of that that precious information? Well, it's just the experience of everybody. Every athlete should have a coach, especially if you are a coach. You probably need your own coach just to take stress off, make it off the. Decision making for yourself is way different for the, as decision making is for a client. Uh, you can make a decision for a client and that heartbeat when it becomes yourself, it's a fucking whole big deal over something stupid. But laws just keeps me on track. It keeps me like, the task at hand because I like to compete a lot uh, and laws gets very frustrated with me. <laughs> so if there's a competition every week, I would do it. Uh, but the, the the main reason I sort of reached out to Laws was like the first year of UKs, I didn't have a, I had a coach, but it was a powerlifter. So Laws had obviously been there, done that, done this comp, done that comp, used the, this kind of yoke, that kind of farmer. So obviously you go to different competitions. The equipment's going to be different. Uh, he's got experience competing in foreign countries. Uh, and he's just a very successful strongman. And the way, the way he coaches people, I like his coaching, very basic. A lot of a lot of the very popular coaches now overcomplicate stuff way too much, uh, just to make themselves relative. So he coaches quite similar to the way I coach and the way I trained before I signed up with him. So it just worked well, uh, and it's, it's just having that calm head and experience to tell me to like I, I would just train hard every day if someone let me. So the top of the law is there to, to sort of keep me on what would you say like a lead, <laughs> keep me on a leash for a while, because um, as I said, I would just compete all the fucking time. So so like. After I did well at OSG, we had a chat and he was like, see next year, if I tell you you're not competing, you're fucking not competing. You'll do the comps we agree that you do <laughs> and you're not wasting time doing stupid shit. And then last year I did a lot of open weight competitions and that's what essentially fucked me patella. Uh, it was the car flip at UK's or Ireland's, one of the two. But yeah, he's like, you're no more open comps. It's fucking stupid. Do what I say. <laughs> and that's fucking that's it. It's, it's having someone you look up to. Like, obviously, I respect laws so much because there, there could be other coaches that would say that to me and I'd be like, yeah, fuck off. Uh, I like laws. I respect them. He's been there, done that fucking 20, 30 times. So how can you not want to be coached by laws? And it's just so nice as well. I can tell you, man, he might be one of your biggest fans too, as well as your coach. He, he's very proud of you and he's very in your corner. So you got to yeah. go on there. Yeah, it was, a, it was an emotional weekend. Even Liz, because we obviously spent a lot of time together, my wife, his wife, but uh, lost text about that a few weeks before class. It had, it had something in my program. It was like incline dumbbell press. It was like 50 kilos for 18 reps. And I read it and I was like, that's a really random number and it's going to be fucking hard. But I did it anyway. So I had three sets of 18 with 50 kilo dumbbells. I don't know what that is in America, like 110, 120 pounds. Yeah, 110. And I text him. And I was like, what the, what the fuck was with 18 reps? He says, oh, what do you mean? I says, in the incline dumbbell press. And he says, oh, that was a typo. He says, did you really do three sets of 18? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and he says, that, that's why you're one of my, 
that's why you're one of my favorite clients because you, you just do you just do you don't ask you just do he says yeah. most of our people would text me and complain uh so yeah we have a very good relationship uh and i'm very very grateful for, for how much he supports me for sure hell yeah so do 18 reps on incline dumbbell that's the secret everyone three sets of 18 do it now <laughs> that's what that's why you won the dumbbell at clash you want to be a juggernaut or that's not that, that's the secret to a big deadlift 18 incline dumbbell presses <laughs> So I know you, we, we just brushed on it. I know, of course, you'd rather watch the 105s because we're so much entertaining and exciting, and that's where your passion is. But do you have a prediction for World's Strongest Man coming up in two weeks? Do you have a podium prediction? Obviously, Tom Stoltman has to be in the mix. Uh, Martin Lisi's. Uh, hard to say. I've been. I've actually watched a lot of Pavlo, the Ukrainian guy that won OSG. Very talented. Uh, Very I, talented. I don't know if he could podium, but he's. he's he, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on him. Uh, Novikov. It's hard to say because everything that's going on in Ukraine. It's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I would have to go Novikov, Lee and Tom, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't really go in any order. Uh, the only thing I haven't seen Tom much with the, like the behind the neck overhead press. I think mm. he could struggle a bit with that. Although like he lost events last year and still won, so World Strongest Man's always hard to call because there's so many events uh, and the, the scores are so sporadic. Uh, so I, I, I honestly couldn't pack a podium. But more like, like who, who saw Maxine? Much. Like who saw Maxine taking taken third last year before the contest? I did. Yeah, Here, here's, exactly. here's my podium prediction for this year. Actually, I'll give you top four. Completely That's unbiased top four. Martins, Evan, Bobby, Maxine. Uh huh. Slow slow down a little bit. Yeah, Evan, Evan as well. Martins, Martins, Evan, Evan, Bobby, Bobby, Maxine, Maxine. Okay, completely unbiased opinion. Obviously, being Irish, I want to see Pa do well. I think Pa could get could get to the finals this year. He's He's uh, healthy. If he's healthy, he gets a shot. He's he's improved quite a lot. And like the thing is, like the the behind the neck overhead press, he pressed two twenty yesterday. I think I seen in training. So that wasn't bad. like movements like that uh, are going to fuck a lot of the stronger guys over, like stronger guys. Uh, they can't split jerk and do this and that. So, yeah, it's, uh, well, let's see. You know. It's going to be interesting. Especially when last minute they have to do behind the neck, like where they change it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what does the future hold for Matthew McKeegan? What do you have to look forward to? What do you have lined up for contests? Uh, Seven and a half weeks time now. I'm in Liverpool at Fit Expo to attempt the 105 world record deadlift again. Cool. Um, I didn't really have many aspirations as such to maybe do that, by the fact that it was going to be an ESPN a clash, and that fell through. But we've decided there's a so that the, the gym I own and the guys I coach, I don't anymore because the South African guy has it. But the under 90 kilo world record deadlift, under 80. And 105 last year, at one stage, were all held by people in my gym. Uh, so Gavin is going to attempt the under 90 world record again. And there's two females coming to attempt Irish deadlift records. And it's all in aid of charity, like a mental health charity in memory of my father, who sadly passed away last year. Uh, so I, I have no mad aspirations as such to break the deadlift world record. Uh, I just want to try and raise as much money as I can for the mental health charity here I love. Uh, and what better way to do it than some heavy deadlifts? Do we have a way uh, that we can maybe put a link for people to donate to the charity? 
Yeah, so I'm just waiting on our graphic designer to have the official poster made. Uh, we're going to set up like a GoFundMe page because uh, we, we we ran a competition last year around November, uh, just like two months after he died, uh, and then. When you get all this money invested for a charity event, you still have to spend money on equipment and paying people to come over. And by the time everything was paid for, I wasn't happy with the amount of money we were left with. Yeah. Uh, so rather than give the charity like a shitty amount of money, I, I want to wait. Uh, we set the school funding page up uh, at the comp. The organizers have agreed to help us. So if we can get like ten thousand pounds or fifteen thousand pounds raised, it would be it would be amazing. So we've got that. There's Britain's strongest man under one hundred five in September. Uh, I'm the defending champion, and then we have OSG. Those are the three, three main things. There's there's a qualifier in the UK for Arnold's Ohio in August, but I'm, I'm not too I'm not too I'm not too sure how I feel about going to Arnold's because in the back as an amateur, and I'm not too sure there's any money or I don't know, but just to, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you're not going to get the best American has to offer at the Arnold Amateur because it's an amateur, so the pros can't do it. Yeah, exactly. It just a good experience. Well, that's the thing about strongman as well. It's so, so strange because obviously I've competed at a pro level, class yourself as a professional, but then I can go into OSG, go into the Arnold's. Uh, it's fucking, the system's fucked. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're, we're going to unfuck it. We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 main, the main focuses are obviously Britain's. I want to retain the British title and then OSG. I want to win that. The the Ireland's the Ireland's OSG one hundred five comp doesn't have a, a, an exact date yet. Uh, Laws isn't too fussed to me doing Ireland's, but I want to win Ireland's five times. Uh, I don't want to just win it once or twice. I want to leave the one hundred five scene as the best it's ever been in this country. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't. As I said, that like last year, if you'd asked me, this, I would have rhymed off at ten comps. But I took Laws' advice. We're just focusing on the big ones, That's the big smart, titles, and the do, ones you're going to get. You're at that point, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't need, you don't need experience get anymore. You, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, in August, the open weight, Ireland's Strongest Man is there. And I, I don't think Pa's going to do it this year because he's been the world's man. He's won it five times. So if Pa doesn't do it, I think I might get, I might give that a go just to one, try and win Ireland's Strongest Man open the once because if Pa does it, we're not going to win. Like, it's, anybody that thinks it's going to be Pa in Ireland are fucking delusional. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if Pa doesn't do it, I'll maybe give it a go. <laughs> What a nice compliment that was to you, Pa. This is great. Yeah, that's uh, it. Pa's very good. Anthony, before uh, we get into fan question and our ending questions, do you have any additional questions for Matthew? No, I, I think I think he's actually kept me pretty quiet because he explains everything pretty fucking well. I'm having a hard time coming up with questions because he's done such a good job answering. Uh, in terms of some of the fan questions, uh, did your soul ever come back after your body from those <laughs> stones at the end of the Clash finals? I think about Isaac every night in my sleep. I have nightmares about them three stones coming back in five seconds. Fuck Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what are your opinions on someone who's just starting Strongman now in 2022? Uh, get a coach or some sort of program off a website that is decent and reputable. Train hard, enjoy it, and compete as much as you can uh, uh, start beginner novice comps because there's only so much you'll learn in the gym uh, there's only so much you'll lift in the gym you'll perform differently in the gym as you do in a comp so compete as much as you can enjoy it don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't be don't want to see comps and think you are a world beater it's a long road <laughs> hmm. Anthony do you know anywhere you can get reputable programs on a site 
I do. <laughs> www.strengthlycollective.com. One-stop shop with over 50 programs by 23 of the world's best athletes and coaches. Only $35.99. Sign up now. Um, Yo, Matthew, that was a good voice. That was a good sales voice. Matthew yeah. McKeegan. How you're, does, welcome, you're welcome for that lead. <laughs> uh, how does strongman training best carry over to boxing? It does not. <laughs> it does at not. all. It does not. All right. Strongman should not Perfect. be boxing. <laughs> Perfect answer. And then, and then we kind of touched this on before, but um, how does traveling from Ireland make things difficult given the travel involved in competing? Yeah, again, just as we said before, it's just about being prepared, planning ahead, uh, and then yeah, just being prepared and plan ahead uh, and take some sleep medicine. <laughs> the, the, the famous quote, uh, uh, prepare to win or be or don't prepare to lose. Oh, I, I screw that one up. Anthony, what is it? <laughs> if you if you don't if you, if you don't prepare, you prepare to fail. Is that is that the quote? Fail to prepare or prepare to fail. Yeah, there we go. not <laughs> <laughs> too bad. All right. Oh, sorry. Oh, we, take, we take our shots here. Um, Matthew McKeegan, yeah, you're can, you're strong. Lucky you're strong. <laughs> Can't do everything, right? Nope. <laughs> Matthew, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Uh, at Matt McKeegan93 on Instagram. That is pretty much all I use. I, uh, uh, that's where you can get me for coaching or just to follow Strongman. The gym is at MK Strength and Fitness 18 if you're ever in Ireland. Uh, I don't use Facebook much, I don't have YouTube. My uh, media person keeps telling me to get TikTok. Don't have TikTok. I fucking hate social media. If I wasn't a strong man or I didn't coach, I would have it. Uh, if you follow me, I won't follow you back. I won't look at your shit. I just post my shit and reply to messages for coaching. That is it. That's how you get followed. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, the way we're going to end the show today is that um, today is actually Anthony Furman's birthday. Tomorrow is actually my oh, happy birthday. birthday. So, so you're going to sing us happy birthday to finish off the show. No. Well, guess, guess what? Guess what? what? You will not believe us on Thursday. It's my birthday. Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold I'm on. blown. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to fix some this. Strong people born in me. Some hold strong on. people born in me. That's mad. <laughs> wow. That's. You know what this is? This is Destiny. Because Anthony first, then you, then me. That's the <laughs> Wow, you, you, you heard it here. To us. Happy birthday to Anthony, Nicholas, and Matthew. Well, what a great show, guys. Of course, don't forget to like and comment and subscribe and share it. With Do your it. friends. Do it. Don't don't sit there and change the screen without liking, subscribing, and sharing. Do it now. Don't get off the don't get off the screen before you do that. And until next time, stay strong. <laughs>